0: hello how's it going my friend i'm doing good how are you doing i love that greeting
1: welcome to the live stream of consciousness everybody how you doing i'm doing great i'm doing great find out um what's going on in your life mr michael zinn um
0: what's going on in my life um everything man I, I can't believe we're here again this is crazy episode number eight like it's like it seems like i turn around and it's the next one it's like life is happening it's great um life is indeed happening yeah today was fun today i actually uh was uh down the block, for me, there is a, a park, and they have this big band shell. They hold the Great South Bay Festival there every year. Um, and we were shooting a video for uh, Ricky Bird, who is the guitar player for Joan Jet. He was Joan Jett's original guitar player. Um, he's got a, a record coming out. And uh, me and my buddy Steve, you know Steve Sage, we were uh, shooting some, some video footage for a music video for him. So it was a oh, fun
1: that's day. awesome loving yeah. that My I've day. been having a great time writing this thing for Alice Cooper yeah you were telling me earlier like, yeah tell me, more, tell me more I'm excited I, I can't say anything about it uh more than just like he's going to read it like so everything I'm writing it, hey Angel how's it going is um is gonna come out of his mouth and I just think that's so cool because I love
0: Alice that's, cooper that's you know what that's I love that you're even like that's how you're approaching it, and that's that's the gratitude that you have. That's great.
1: Well, it's or, like writing for, like, maybe. Vincent Price or somebody, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, you're just like, hmm, Alice Cooper is going to say this. Like, what, what should so I cool. make? what should i make alice cooper say <laughs> like ooh, like you know so cool. it's, it's a real responsibility <laughs> you know um, so i've been i've been loving that and i just finished my second draft and um the, the the little small group that i've shared it with have been really positive about it so i've been super like yeah yeah the so alice cool. cooper thing is real cool, but um cool. But yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm super excited. Thank you guys for uh, being here, Taylor. I'm really excited to have this conversation today. You know, I've talked about this stuff in like pieces and, um, you know, in so many fashions, I, um, I have held myself back from, I guess, like fully expressing this story or whatever in some fashions because, uh. I was still processing it or so i thought yeah but um but there's a lot to um to talk about with it cool. and um and uh yeah i mean like uh before we go i guess i should thank the rams network for hosting us here on twitch
0: yeah let's do our uh, formalities
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, thank you guys. Uh, we just uh, had a nice phone call with them to help us start getting a little schedule going. So we'll know like, you know, who's coming on as guests and stuff really far in advance and they'll be able to promote us and help us build our audience. But thank you so much to everybody who's, uh, you know, been coming regularly and, um, especially those who have been dragging people along with them, boyfriends and husbands and stuff like that. We really appreciate that. Um, building our audience and, um, you know, it's interesting um this whole subject is a bit of a taboo you know for um for some people um it's uh ayahuasca or whatever else you know it's, it's drugs you know psychedelic drugs right people going crazy and um and i gotta be honest um that's pretty much where my mind my mind was about it for a very long time mm-hmm. and uh, i really want to give you some history of myself so you can understand who it is that you're talking to here? <laughs> who is about to tell you this this journey on the plant medicine? So we're going okay? back
0: to uh, straight edge, Jesse. Yeah. So you know,
1: m- my mom and my dad um, were straight edge people. My mom had the experience in her life. She used to hang out with what she described as the losers, who smoked a lot of weed and didn't really do much or get anything done. Um, You know, so much of what I've tried to tell her since is, you know, the the marijuana will make you feel good about whatever it is you want to do. And if you want to party, then it'll make you feel good about that. But if you want to relax, it'll make you feel good about that, too. So, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I think marijuana gets a bad rap for some of the people who are drawn to it who just want to feel good about sitting around, which is fine you know, not everybody has to be a good flash. at it. Yeah. Not everybody has to be the flash, but um, you know, so my mom, you know, really had like a negative attitude towards drugs in general and at weed in particular, because of, of the friend group that she had that had, you know, really misused it. Okay. And, um, and my father, um, I think he's talked about, he had very, very limited experience with marijuana right when he got into twisted sister with JJ French, but it wasn't for him. Didn't like it. Um, but, I've seen the type of people who are similar to my dad and whatnot who get paranoid. And it has a lot to do with feeling off kilter, um, you know, because these experiences really throw your alignment into a new place. And um, sometimes when we feel these things, we just kind of go, nope, don't do that. What's that? It's I don't not like not everybody. Yeah, it's not for yeah. everybody. Or it isn't for anybody at that moment perhaps right. too. Right. You know, uh you know I think I think t- uh, things change sometimes as well and there are other moments cuz so often it's just people aren't prepared to have some sort of crazy psychedelic experience. And some people I think who are very open like my father uh and also uh my girlfriend Julie's had similar experiences and I think it's because she's so open. She has a little bit of like some marijuana or something like that and then she starts reverting back to like I was a shaman yesterday and she's feeling like, whoa, like, and she goes, no, no, no. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. No, I, and I pull it in. So I think actually sometimes those people who really have those experiences that they don't want to like, let go. It's because they are actually very connected and it scares them how, Mm -hmm. how powerful the, you know, the thing is, and you can resist these experiences, but, before I get into anything like that, um, let me inform what that made me into, you know, I loved and really honored my parents. And, um, I was an athlete and I sang and whatever else. And, um, you know, cigarettes wise, you you could really see like, that stuff wasn't good for you. Smoking wasn't good for you. So I was very anti also, I was a serious atheist. I mean, a very, very serious atheist. Um, When I, my parents tried to send me to school, uh, to like Protestant religious school. And I don't know when it was. I don't think it was there necessarily because apparently that's not a Protestant um, symbol. But I went into some church at some point and I saw Christ hanging from a cross like, and like, and blood like dripping from his head. Mm -hmm. And I just said, these people, are trying to depower me mm. they're trying to take away my power the, i've i've heard about this man he was a good man mm-hmm. and look how they depict him they depict mm. him
0: powerlessly wow interesting yeah
1: and i was like no way like like this is a lie this is fear mm-hmm. i don't <laughs> believe in this this is this is bad Didn't say and, right? yeah and i was very anti-religion for a very long time and then in like high school i had a teacher who taught like natural law And it was like, oh, look, you lift the thing and it falls gravity, you know, like, like, aha. (laughs) And I was like, yes, this makes sense to me.
0: I like Like, the natural law.
1: Yeah, natural was very like kind of a simple like nonsense, but I was like, yeah, uh huh, okay, yeah, like what I can prove or whatever. And if you follow what's in the history books and like, you know, what's like in American history books, like what is there? I mean, there is just no there's no room for religion whatsoever. And honestly, I thought any person who believed in religion was an idiot. And um, it was a long time um, before I kind of started to re-sculpt that position into anybody who believed in religion was misguided. And, you know, hopefully one day they find their way to some reasonability. Now, this isn't to say that I was not and have not always been a very highly moral person and ethical person, but my morals and my ethics came from me, came with from within. And I believe that everybody should find their way to the reasonability of morals and ethics because it's freaking the right answer, you know, not because right. the good, the, the big dude upstairs told me to do it. Or some guy in you know sandals named Jesus said it was a good idea. Like do it because it's in your heart and you, and that's what you like believe. Right. Um, you know, so like I was I'm very big, big, big supporter of free will. You know, that that's like my big thing. You know, I believe everybody should be able to do whatever the hell they want to do as long as they're not, you know, directly hurting and the the answer is different for everybody. Yes, exactly. So I was really um generally closed. However, um my um my best friend Chris, uh, I have a tattoo to represent Chris. Um, on my shoulder he's my he's my muse he passed away Mm -hmm. uh, a month and a half before my um, 21st birthday and um, I've told the story about how I got into this deep meditation I think it was after my kundalini awakening and I connected with him or whatever but um, uh, less uh, told is the story of me on the road with him um, you know right before he passed away he and I were on the road for like 36 hours so I don't know where this was in the conversation but it was towards the end of the conversation because he felt and so many people were very like they didn't want to approach me about these things and this was before I was 21 and Chris just said hey Jess you know I know that you really have a lot of trouble with um, smoke the idea of smoking marijuana you're smoking you sing it's all this stuff but um, you know would you would you eat it you know, like, cause me and my my friends, we you know we 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 make brownies and uh, you know right. and and they're they're delicious and old school I, I really think it would be good for you. Yeah. And um, you know, and I trusted Chris. He and I really bonded over this trip, this long trip together. Like, we were really good friends, and then we became best friends. And I mean, he he was my my rock for two years of like trying to believe in myself and make music. And like, he died a half an hour after that um and um but i had changed my mind at the same time i had already put it out into the world that like i wasn't interested in that stuff whatsoever so um it was a long time before i was ever approached again and my brother, Cody, I remember came to me and they're like, you know, seniors and graduating high school or whatever. And they're dabbling in marijuana. Cody was using weed to compensate for his um, ADHD medicine, right? right which yeah. was uh, was, which was stopping him from sleeping and um, killing his appetite. So he was smoking weed to fix that, right? So, um... <laughs> Uh, he approaches me all like, sort of like, uh, um, uh, uh cause he thinks I'm going to be in like total resistance, but because, and I didn't remember this until later, but because of this conversation with Chris years earlier, I realized I was quietly kind of open to it. And I had been thinking about starting to uh, drink socially because I thought that that was kind of holding me back in social <laughs> situations with comic books, which I, I really put myself out there with comic books and with editors, but not being a part of the bar scene always seemed to be a problem. Right.
0: Right. So yeah, I remember that story. That's actually, it's actually very, that's a poignant story, you know, about the way that you felt in that, in that peer group. And you felt like people were like, well, he doesn't drink and smoke. He's not cool. And you know, it's poignant, but a, a different story anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, um,
1: he uh, Cody comes to me and he's like, you know, Jesse, um, I think that maybe like y- you should try some marijuana. And I go, okay. Got any? <laughs> and he's like, okay, like, like, okay, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna do this. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, and, and it was just really like a change had happened with me. And I was feeling like I, I was missing out a little bit on some level uh, in terms of just like the connectiveness with the group, because I wasn't partaking. And, and, right. and, um, and this had been said to me before, you know, I realized later and I was like, okay, all right. So eventually it happened. Now, we talk about this not because smoking marijuana was a um was um, this same sort of spiritual thing that ayahuasca has been for me, and uh, a few other things have been for me, um, like uh, I will explain in a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, but marijuana was a real gateway for me, um because one of the main things was, I was driving my car like all the way locked, shifted in high gear. Mm -hmm. And when I smoked for the first time, and I I mean, the first time I got like really high, um, I started to see that like that that was the case Mm -hmm. and that I was sort of like going to kill myself. (laughs) I was like, like, whoa, man, like I'm going to blow my...
0: You know, I've I've always
1: driven my cars very, like, ruggedly, and so I drove my body, you know, and I I immediately started to kind of shift a bit just from that experience and have some reasonable, like, sort of, like, uh, perspective on myself and started to calm down. And I still was not close to realizing the depression that I had been fighting my whole life, but... Mm -hmm. I, it just it at least gave me room to breathe and think, and um, part of that breathing and thinking was um, taking a, a psychedelic for the first time, mm-hmm. which originally was going to be LSD. But I, as with all things that I do, I, you know, I, I read and study the thing before I try to do it. You know, when I was going right. to write comic books, I was like, I need to know everything about the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to you know really understand what I'm what I'm working with. And um, so, in digging into LSD, and the reason why LSD was on the table was because Steve Jobs had famously been quoted as saying right, he wouldn't that, yeah. have created Apple computers. And I was, I was, he was one of my idols as like an outside of the box snake. I was a big Apple fan at the time. Mm-hmm. Apple has since become just like every other company, but um, at the time, you know, they were really innovative and interesting, and and mm-hmm. he uh, fascinated me. So um, when I read about LSD, it kept being compared. Um, You know, similarly to psilocybin mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And I just felt a lot more comfortable with the mushrooms. They were, they were mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing was like some sort of chemical that I was putting in my body. Yeah. I I always
0: felt that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And my family has always been like pretty, um, you know, holistic, you know, when we can be, you know, and, and, um, you know, wise in being, uh, you know, uh, about our nutrition and and what we put in our bodies and stuff and not trying to like over drug ourselves up with anything. Um, So, you know, I was raised right is what I should say. Um, But um, the mushrooms connected with me. And now I, I start with the mushrooms on this ayahuasca episode because it really is the beginning of everything. And, you know, for me, because I now realize I have had many past lives with these plants working with these plants you know the, you think about it how many cities are there on the planet and like big you know cities where they're doing their thing and then how many tribes are there on the planet mm-hmm. how many people and cultures are there that are living more off the land and more out in the jungle and what it, there's a lot of people and and if we're recycling how many lives you think you've had the chance to live in the jungle working with plant medicine on your 16th sure. birthday yeah. and going out into the forest to realign yourself and all these things
0: it's well i mean you know
1: right of passage
0: yeah i mean i i I can remember growing up hearing about indian lore you know like the rite of passage like you said you'd at one point in your life as a young man a teenager you would sit by the fire and you'd have this spirit animal ceremony and that was all probably you know it was all drug not drug related but it was all plant medicine related i say drug related but Psychedelic related.
1: Exactly. You're absolutely right. And, you know, they say, you know, once you've connected to the source in this way, uh, hey, how's it going? And they say, you know, once you've connected to the source in this way, all roads lead to it. And, um, and I really have seen that to be true. I can remember one time I just like, I kind of didn't have anything, but a bunch of booze in my cabinet (laughs) because, you know, and I was like sort of freshly divorced and really sad was was missing my kids. And I was just like, well, I'm going to drink some alcohol then, which is something I never do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like, drank a whole bunch and I'm in my backyard puking on the lawn having a psychedelic (laughs) experience and my my spirits are saying to me so clearly why did you do this to yourself (laughs) and I'm like I don't know and they're like you know you don't like this and i was like i know i know i don't like this <laughs> and she's like you've done this a little to yourself before enough to know you really don't like this like why did you do this like and i'm and then they said just, just, that was it it was just they just kept going so you're not gonna do this again right like i'm like no 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 i promise so i mean it really is true that you know once you've connected to this thing and if you've connected before that there's a chance that you know a certain um you know maybe something small even doing some marijuana could blow your doors off in Mm -hmm. terms of opening you up to the higher energies because that's really what it is it's Mm -hmm. there are higher vibrating energies Mm -hmm. and um these uh, plants um help us access them Mm-hmm. And sort of know they're there, you know, it's, uh, sometimes I've heard people say things like, you know, "Oh, well, I don't need that or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think anybody needs it, um, but I think it might take you like days in a dark room or, you know, meditating, you know, for hours on end to get yourself into the sensitivity place mm-hmm. that you can get to very quickly and understand very quickly from the right experience with plants and um and readjust yourself in some really fabulous ways that will add to your perspective and uh, not something that you have to rely upon i think that's the thing that a lot of people feel you know sometimes i worry about they think like oh i'm gonna get hooked on ayahuasca
0: right right right
1: (laughs) you're not gonna get hooked on ayahuasca you're not gonna get hooked on psilocybin um you know these um you know these um uh, what do you, what do you call these master teacher plants? They are uh, teachers. And, um, and when, uh, trust me you, you 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 um you you're drawn to them when you're drawn to them and when you take them and you weren't really supposed to you kind of know immediately and you're like right. oh i didn't not i didn't like that uh, just it just hurt my stomach and i didn't have a nice time and right. i'm not doing that again for a while right, um right. you know but um but it's been proven now and i just want to say this too before i get off on the bandwagon of this whole story that um you know the the psilocybin uh additionally you know it's a huge um uh depression medicine and that was very yeah, much well they've been I
0: mean, making a lot of advances in in the microdosing and yes. studying studying the effects i mean and and it's great i mean I, you know personally you know my experience is is limited I, I am certainly intrigued by the ayahuasca experience and ceremony and 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 the, the what's the word i'm looking for the connection to the spiritual um i don't want to say quest that's not really the right word but
1: well and ayahuasca you know has been shown to help people kick addictions Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: you know very very safely Mm -hmm.
0: what's up stevie sage
1: hey sage how's it going man just about to get into the real meat of it all
0: so so for for people who don't know what ayahuasca is because i mean obviously we know what weed is we know what mushrooms are it's very straightforward i i had this uh this picture uh, <coughs> that I found can you tell us what's going on here you know what the- um
1: yeah well I think we've got the two components that make up the ayahuasca which is the vine and then this leaf I always forget the name of the leaf um, but they are mixed together um, the ayahuasca vine
0: and, and so it's the not leaf. something you just uh, the and I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt the reason I'm I wanted to show this is it's not something you just find like weed no, no, no. Ayahuasca. You had yeah. Like a, it's like a concoction, so, but it's yeah, natural.
1: it's a brew that that is made from, you know, like initially um in the ceremony that I just had, it starts they you have a little sip of the wine of the vine, of just the vine by itself. And then you have the vine mixed with this other thing. But I mean it's This is a liquid, you know, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing floating in it. It's just a, a stew made that you.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people really don't like the taste. I don't mind the taste of it at all. Um, most of my experiences are pretty mild compared to most. I think it's because I have a lot of experience in other lives with the, the, the plant medicines. And I think the ayahuasca, especially, um, you know, I was told by a, a source that I trust that, um, um, that I had been working with ayahuasca since like 500 AD and with psilocybin in three different countries and three different wow. continents and with, uh, marijuana since the industrial revolution as a hemp farmer and as a scientist working with DMT, testing them on rats, like have a lot of history wow. <laughs> with these plants. So, um, so and it's so funny my brothers have connected with a time where the three of us were together and we ended up in Australia and got taken in by an aboriginal tribe all took on aboriginal wives and were medicine men in the tribe. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um which is really interesting. I haven't connected to that memory but it really warmed my heart just cuz I left That's it. Great, with yeah. Friends and I know they've been trying to be my friend more. It's nice. Right. So um so let me tell you about my experience with this psilocybin and this is the beginning that'll really jump everything in because you know this is the beginning and to the what i'm going to talk about at the end of the night is the end you know which was this weekend you know but this was the beginning and i really knew and kind of got everything that i needed to know from this one experience when i took the psilocybin and i ended up taking it by myself the mushrooms um it like blew my doors off but i Like not in a fashion where it was like, ah, you know, like I was just sort of like, it felt like the, like a a deep computer within my mind was booted up. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, this is all bullshit. Like, like I just. I, I I just <laughs> That's realized, another great t-shirt right there. <laughs> yeah, like like whoa. The the first thing was I was just sort of filled with wisdom and 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 with that wisdom came gratitude. The mm. very first tattoo I got besides my my wedding ring is this tattoo on my wrist that says thank you underneath mm-hmm. the phoenix, which was I always wanted to get a phoenix, but I decided I had to get thank you and the phoenix, so I got them at the same time. Okay. Um and I realized I was really ungrateful that I had had this sort of like view of, um, you know, I, I'm going to draw like a little picture here. You but were
0: ungrateful uh, before this experience. Yeah.
1: Saying. Before this experience. And that. my brother yeah. Cody had recently ha- had, had told me that I was ungrateful. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for this thing. I'm grateful for this right. thing. I'm grateful for this thing. And he was like, nah, you know, you're not so grateful. And I was like, okay. And um, I, 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 what I came to see was that like I, I what I saw was, you know, the thing for Mythbusters where they make them out of jelly. They make the little people and then they use it for target practice. Not I saw. Well, if for, the, for those people who remember Mythbusters, they would make these little jelly men. So picture this as like a little bit of gelatin. OK. And then you shoot the BBs into it. Right. OK. So this BB represents just like a little bit that's sticking in there. But no piece of the gelatin is gone. Right. <laughs> and really, it's just sort of spread apart to allow for this negative BB, right? Right. And, and as the BBs come, and over time, I felt like I had been hit with a lot of BBs. And I was like, oh, no, it's it's BBs, 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 BBs. And after a while, all I really could focus upon was the BBs. And I was like, holy crap. In this like instance, I'm like, the BBs are just this big. And the the good is literally infinite. Mm. It's infinite good. And it's these tiny little BBs that I'm fucking focusing on these things. Mm. And one of the main things of it I saw was my family that, that I was, I was upset with my mom and my dad and I hated it. Mm. As soon as this happened, like as soon as I realized the infinite good small BBs, like, and this was like in an instant and I was like, And I'm upset with my mom and my dad. No, I love them. I love them more than I fucking care about any of that. Okay. And, and, and in that moment, I literally went like, I forgive them for anything. Like, you know, this was 28. This is a long time ago. And I was just like, I I forgive them. I just like, I just, I want to love them. I want to love them. I want to get past that. I don't care about that. Right. I care about caring about them and getting that right. Okay. And, um, you know, I had this like realization in instance and, and very quickly, my next realization was who the fuck has kept this experience from me. I feel grateful. I'm loving my family. I'm appreciating my life. How has this been demonized in any way, shape or form this is a great right. gift like like in in just in 15 seconds i was like this is the greatest gift mm-hmm. i have ever been given in my life i told my you know my wife patty you know at the time that um uh, it was the, the greatest experience of my life and she said what about when we got married what about when we had our kids i said i was not capable of feeling as great at that time as i felt in this time, I've, I've, it was, it, right. that was, that was not up, there. opened
0: up your tolerance to a bigger level of Yeah, I was
1: like, it was available for me to be feeling great. And I went to the back and I had an experience at the time, which I thought at the time was sort of a positive experience about me and Patty, about how I was like, I wish she was there and that I always wish she was there. Like that happened all the time. But that was actually a little bit of like really the source of like why she wasn't exactly right for me because – She wasn't exactly down for the same adventure I was down for, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which later I understood, you know, what the real meaning of it was. And then, you know, the next big realization for me at that time was walking into my garage and standing up in front of one of my action figures, a Batman who was standing up on the the rooftop and realizing that I had felt like he was bigger than me. And this this went for everything. Now, you know, these psychedelic experiences, you know, across the board, what they do is they fix your board if you think about a board like in a studio if you've ever been into a studio there's a board with all sorts of knobs and it's for the drums and it's for the um you know for the guitar and it's for the Tambourine and the guy's vocals and all the different instruments that might be on the track. You know, maybe there's some right. violin. You know, whatever else. If you're dealing with an orchestra, you got all sorts of different things. And a person is definitely an orchestra, right? So mm-hmm. you probably have yours set up in all different configurations. Mm-hmm. But the re- and this configuration, this this board is based on the natural law that we talk about, right? Uh, and this is also things that I understood in an instance: natural law, polarity, everything's polarized, right? So my psyche was based on where I had polarized my different measurements of me and the world, me and the world and how those things were adding up. And that a balanced psyche was just, there is no good. There is no evil. We're just polarized. I need to have a balanced attitude about everything. I I, like I I am out of balance. Mm -hmm. I have scaled Batman and D Snyder as being much bigger than me. And he's just a man who did a thing. And, and that's just an idea that somebody had that, you know, got to, you know, catch fire in this special way and, and perspective on myself within the thing. And all of a sudden, you know, just within this very first time I like mentally balanced all of my, my EQ, I balanced my EQ. However, my subconscious was still imbalanced. Sure. So, Going out into the world after this experience, I was not immediately healed. And honestly, let me tell you what I did with my family, which really fucked things up. Um, I thought, because I thought so highly of my mom and my dad, and these things were bothering me. I knew they were bothering me, that there was things that I hadn't spoken out loud and I needed to talk to them kind of thing. And I thought if I could speak to them about these things, I can make them better. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what ended up happening was every time I would try to, Rectify things, and I would always go in with the best of intentions. I swear, I I really did. My my intention was I wanted it to be good. I was like, and I thought the only way out is through. Let's, you know, we'll have a tough conversation, and like, you know, they can handle it, and we'll be on the other side. Right. I would end up sort of in a situation where a lot of my, my mom has a tendency to sometimes not remember things or deny things, whether it's, you know, Hey, innocently not remembering, but you know, maybe the way she's saying it is a little bit denial of the thing you're saying. And that has always been a little triggering for me, you know, not being understood, you know, like I'm, I'm literally telling you what my experience is and you're going, no, that didn't happen. Um, you know, and we would just end. So we would just end up triggering each other. I would trigger them trying to sort of have these conversations. They would get triggered, trigger me. And then it would end up being a fight. And it kept going like that for a while. Like, you know, it, it was not awesome. But meanwhile, I was working with these things and me, and my family, like my mom's like, I don't think any of this stuff's working. And but it was really just me refusing to give up on the idea that they couldn't handle this conversation. They couldn't handle this idea come on you know get to my level you're my parents you're higher level than me right you should be able to deal with this but to a certain degree as soon as i did that psilocybin that one day i immediately rose to a higher level than them and Mm. the higher level than them was i forgive them for everything it doesn't matter i just love them and i want it to be nice right but i got locked up in the oh well maybe we can have a conversation about it and i'll feel a little better about it Mm -mm. um but ultimately by being very connected over this time and beginning my journey eventually with uh, ayahuasca which i'm gonna i'm going to start talking about in a moment um i uh you know got the message of like if i put this away they will be able to put this away you know and and that was the breakthrough really with my family in a lot of ways was me putting away things that for whatever reason i felt like i shouldn't have to put away right but i did anyway because that was that was what I was being guided to do. And, uh, right. and, and, and Hey, it wasn't immediate. I was like, you know, I had to be kind right. of convinced a little, but yeah. you know, I did that work and those things did move forward and everything that they said would happen, happened. Right. Right. So, you know, I had a great experience with, um, with psilocybin and i went back to psilocybin a number of times you know working with that for a little while and i had read a lot about all the other uh psychedelic drugs you know um the the the, the natural ones i was most interested in like peyote and ayahuasca and things like that but honestly i was very frightened by so many of the stories that people had so many stories people told like if you go and just like listen to people's stories you're like what what happened yeah this crazy stuff happens I don't want that to happen to me. (laughs) And, you know, there's something I always say about death, you know, where it's like, it's really silly to worry about how you might die because there's only one way. And there's really a lot of ways to die. So it's like, you know, there's so many ways to die. (laughs) If you're going to sit here like, Oh, what if it's on fire? Well, you know, come on, don't focus on that one. You know, 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 whatever. Um, But I mean, like, there's just so many possible um Uh, answers and yours is going to be different. Yours is going to be unique to you. And that, and that's the real thing that I've learned since then. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, don't fear all the experiences that you're hearing of others because it's not going to have anything to do with them. That story is something to do with them, something to do with their demons. And, you know, some people have pretty scary demons and if their demons scare you, it's because those probably aren't the type of demons you got, you know, um, which I, I would learn. So, um, you know, having, uh, well, I will say this first. So my brothers, um, they were quicker on the trigger with ayahuasca. And my brother, I found out recently through the story when he was on the show that he got there through doing the different brain scan things and seeing different right. things that were happening with uh, with ayahuasca. And him and my brother went. And again, they had a really great um, you know, experience, which drove, I think, my mother to try ayahuasca. Uh, as well, so she did uh, before before, before you. Wow. I, I think she I think she did it before me as well. Wow! So by that time, I was starting to feel like, oh, what am I a pussy? Um, like because I <laughs> like I didn't even do DMT like which I kept pushing off. Like I had an offer from a friend, and but another friend of mine was like, it was like dying, and
0: I he, like scared me from doing it. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard some interesting stories about DMT as
1: well. I love DMT. DMT oh, yeah. is wonderful. It's a very nice experience, and it's like over in a second, and you know, and it's just kind of like, yay, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's really nice. And it, it, DMT is derived from the, the ayahuasca plant, um, and okay. it's sort of an active ingredient of the human body that we release in death right. and, and birth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting other thing to read up upon. So anyway, um, I finally found my way to an ayahuasca thing that's no longer going on in Los Angeles. And it was really not the greatest thing. And my mother was uh, was uh, was really crap talking it when she found out about it. She was investigating it. She was all worried about it because she's doing it, but she's doing it in Peru with all these shamans have been doing it for forever. And I'm
0: doing it in Los Angeles with some asshole, you know, thirty something or whatever.
1: What are
0: um, the ramifications of that? Is that like, is it coming to the United States now? I heard. I mean, I originally heard you had to go to Peru to do it.
1: Honestly, I don't know. And I don't care. And, um, you know, this is a long time ago. So I'm going to talk about the exact specifications about this one. So uh, because I know, I'm not getting anybody in trouble. But, um, you know, they were in a ramshackle building, um, you know, uh, where it was like a department store. Mm -hmm. And um, and they had this thing blocked out. Um, with all like, you know, and you would set up in a circle and, you know, they probably have like 20 people at a time mm-hmm. and, um, and they served, um, uh, ayahuasca and it was pretty strong medicine. And they also had DMT as like, like an activator, mm-hmm. um, which it did, it did act as so, um, and, activated. um, activated. And I went and basically I, I did I did it two weekends in a row. And then my mother got a hold of me and made me, like, scared me off. And I didn't go back for, like, another um, few months. But I had some of the greatest experience in my life. And, um, you know, uh, on my first experience, I kind of just, like, awoke feeling really great. And um, so, so much of it was always the same experience where <clears> – <throat> Um, you know the saying uh, you can lead a horse to water but you can't force the water to drink right. well mother ayahuasca would lead me as the horse to water mm-hmm. and she'd be like there's the water and this is what it means and this is why it's good mm-hmm. and I was like alright I see that and I would drink the water and then as soon as I would drink the water I would have to go to the bathroom and now I asked her because most of the people who are you know having experiences on ayahuasca um tend to be um purging a decent amount mm-hmm. um and i i only purged once and it was thinking about an, an ex-girlfriend uh, and that was it it was like immediate like i drank the medicine and i like purged immediately mm-hmm. and it was because like i was just thinking about her at the time It was just in relation to like that relationship um and the relationship was stuck in me. And I, I get that because, <laughs> uh, you know, cause it, it wasn't processing. Um, but other than that, I never did anything but go to the bathroom, but I would go to the bathroom a lot. And, um, I remember one of my big things there was like that. I, uh, I was very, very high on the, the ayahuasca and may one of the, one of the guardians um, who was my favorite, she was super sweet, had great energy. And she came up to me in the back. I used to pace around the back and I would do gymnastics. I felt so good. And it's part of like them trying to show me that like, I'm okay. That like I was healed. They've been trying to tell me like I'm healed for Mm -hmm. so long in so many ways. And that like just effort in that direction and you will fix yourself, you know, Mm -hmm, kind of thing. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, so much of what I keep saying is really true. Oh, I really yeah. I really healed myself in that first psilocybin experience. I, I knew the way immediately. And I just, I opened that door and I was very open. And I, I was just trying to get it right, you know, from there. But I, I was so much on the path. So um, she gives me this hit. And it was crazy because it felt like a ghost pressed against my throat and stopped me from coughing. I wanted to cough so bad, but it's like, stop me. And I take this crazy hit of DMT and i like pass out on this pillow that they had for me in the back that somebody was sitting on and um the next thing i realize i smash my face on the wall in the inside back room and i oh, hit Jesus. the ground yeah i hit the ground in the in the in the the plastic uh grass that they've got back there and i'm like whoa that ought to help you get me real deep mother ayahuasca you know like at this point i'm really trying to like connect as deeply as i can i've been meditating i've been doing so many things to try to connect to this thing that i know Mm. is there and um and first thing i'm like what the hell am i doing in here and she tells me she says um this is the back room where they put the people who are who aren't having a good time and i say okay so why am i here and she's like well are you having a good time? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, I'm using you to clear the room. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, I like, relax. And I'm like, all right. So I feel my energy kind of like, like zone out, like in like the room. And, mm-hmm. and like, I, I feel like I get reset. And all of a sudden I see this like row after row after row of these slightly more complex um, formation, uh, shapes. Uh, it essentially, it was like a, a trash bag with a hand inside of it. And it was testing out different configurations. It was like but it was like that (laughs) but it was like polygons you know like it was like
0: so like tron almost
1: yeah and what yeah and what i understood it to be was the con. it was a visual representation of the consciousness of god of the universe Mm -hmm. which is you know god as just everything when it went from sleeping to mm,
0: about this maybe a little of
1: that okay oh that's
0: a great I love that visual representation yeah and and it was
1: like I saw it all work itself out and then at a certain point when it started to get like really complex they just went and what they shot out really quick but I saw kind of slowly was this weaving of consciousness loving itself and consciousness being here and sort of like going, I want to go down there and play with me. I want to go down there and play with me. I want to go down there and play with me until it became Our forefathers and my forefathers and your forefathers, you know, like are people going, yeah, I like what they're doing here. I like him and I like her and I want to be their baby and I want to be their child and I want to represent them. And I want to show them how much I love them and I want to show them how beautiful they are. And I want to show them that their energy matters and I want to show them that this family matters. And I, I want to show them how much love there is for them on the other side where there's infinite love, you know, where where this infinite love is is source. So it's basically like these spirits and, and reality sort of being woven by this love for the intelligence on the other side of things Mm -hmm. that is observing the physical. Okay. And that, you know, and that everything physical essentially is just coming from this perpetual love. All the growth of this tree of life was just coming from this, this love. And that I, and everybody I knew was a part of, this love you came down here even though like there's so many things that you don't like about the world yeah well we got here honestly like because of people you love doing things that they thought Mm -hmm. were right Mm -hmm. at the time you know whether it was in the 1600s or the 1400s and going along with whatever things and and yeah there are things to unravel and and take back or whatever but but more than you might not like some of this you love it. That's why you came. You love the people and you love their their faults and you, their foibles and you love the the situations and you made them and you helped make them as part of this tapestry. And and you came down here the first time because you loved it and that hasn't changed. And wow. you know, and you're and you're here back every time, you know, and the braid that I was seeing was sort of like the souls going from the other side to this side. To the other side, wow. to this side, to the this other side. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is now I'm He's coming back.
0: So this is this is all this re- most recent experience.
1: No, no this, this was is... just my first ayahuasca. Experience. Oh wow! Okay. You know, I'm I'm gonna bring wow. us into into that one because that one is actually the easiest one to explain. I, I so that that's why I really explaining it a lot better these, than ever. Yeah. These yeah. Guys, uh, these guys this way. It's great. So um, you know, so I saw this 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 sort of the gestation of the mind of god you know just and and again this is a visual representation to represent something that has no visual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were just trying to explain how consciousness was like feeling itself yeah, yeah. you know without anything there's just feeling and right. and god was you know first it was just sort of like hmm what do I feel like? You know what what is what does thought feel like? The the first mm-hmm. thought was like up and down and left and right, you know, just away from its equilibrium, just away from this center that it had always been that hadn't moved, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, as we talk about in the in the universal law, you know, polarity, because now I can try up and I can try down and all I right. can try left and I can try right and I can try this configuration. But all of those configurations are essentially not in that oneness balance with the oneness which and there's always a piece of the universe that is in that oneness balance so we're living in this fundamental you know crazy person we're living in a bipolar universe it's it's got two poles and everything is true and you know something i really wanted to say it's so much of what i learned along the way is whenever you're having different experiences you're usually meant to learn two different things at once Mm. because there is one perspective on the thing but there's also the other perspective on it Mm -hmm. and you have to to really fully realize anything you have to see both of the perspectives richly upon anything that you're looking at and um you know and and perspective you know getting this getting this board you know this soundboard into proper alignment you know this is really what the plant medicine path is all about giving you a better oh no 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 everything is equal and ultimately i'm sort of like god here on the earth you know i i'm i'm not representative of i'm representative of everything even though i'm not embodying everything right, yeah, having right, everything. right. um but i am one with all these things and there's mm-hmm. no reason why i am anything less than the best as everything else around me is you know as we know right. about the law of oneness you know we're all one and all things are are right right so um From this um, first, uh, you know, experience, I had a ton of great experiences working with the ayahuasca over there um, in Los Angeles. Um, Like I said, my mom kind of scared me away for a moment and I ended up coming back. Um, I had uh, my third experience uh, was amazing. And, you know, it wasn't the prettiest place. I always would get a little antsy on the ayahuasca and very much on the last experience that I had, I drove home. Uh, I made my mother ayahuasca promise me I wouldn't have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and that it was okay because she told me that <laughs> I could. Boy, she told me home
0: she, without having stuff. Yeah.
1: she but she told me that it was okay and that that I, that I would be more comfortable at home. And I knew okay. I would be more comfortable at home, and that like that that maybe I could process some things at home because I'm very sensitive and, and empathetic. So sometimes in a room full of people, you know, it's not super controlled and whatnot. It's harder for me to go deeper. Um, and I saw that with this experience as well. I very much wanted to leave. And, uh, and I did have experiences thereafter, after I left, um, uh, even though I stayed for, for longer than I planned. Um, but, uh, I, I went home and I was given some, of uh, DMT by the, um, by the shaman. And I used the DMT, um, as a, as an active ingredient and, you know, everybody is their own person, you know, to do their own choices and uh you know uh, i it, 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 some people are very careful about these things but but i've always i'm very safe with these mm-hmm. these plants and i've i found myself to be very safe and i always feel beyond safe so uh you know i felt very safe doing that and and safe sitting at home and and right. uh, having some by myself and um when i hit the um thing i just mixed it in with like a a bong kind of kind of thing like you know some marijuana and um my backyard became the most beautiful thing i'd ever seen in my life it was it was such a gift i i saw from this perspective that i could feel the oneness that everything had mm-hmm. still at the same time i felt the grand separation between all things like i could see them grandly they were all shining brightly individually every tree every star the moon but at the same time they were just like on top of each other mm. it, it was it was the most breathtaking and incredible thing i'd ever experienced it was just like everything you in my reality was itself. yeah
0: you saw how everything was connected
1: you yeah saw, and and, and i said oh the oneness yes yes and it's, it's it's really wise that you say that michael because i said to them right now i said you're describing it i said did i hallucinate like 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 was that a hallucination mm-hmm. and they said no that is a perspective on reality wow that you could hold all the time
0: it's so great you
1: did not hallucinate at all that's so we great. just helped you hold the highest visual perspective of the reality that you're living in and in reality everything is one and everything is Mm -hmm. on top of each other Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things i've learned from that and really recently i've really been connecting to it you know when you walk in a room you are the room you are the room you're the other person you are i
0: I think for and not that i'm having any trouble understanding this I, i i'm you're coming through to me clearer than normal so it's great i'm loving i'm loving this this is you you actually said some things earlier that made me understand some things about myself but when you're saying everything is one i think for me the best metaphor is the ocean because yeah. like the fish is in the ocean but the ocean is everything and the fish and is all there. Of
1: those part of it everything yep. it's like i so was thinking people, about this the other day too that yeah. all of the drops are making the waves crash in the various waves they are some of the waves get swallowed they get swallowed because of the other water that's coming up and oh sorry you're getting swallowed by this one and this one takes that one's momentum and this one takes that and it's only some of the water that comes really far up the beach because it didn't get swallowed by the momentum of the other water droplets it right. it, it is all a, a cooperation it's, it's constant, a and it's
0: infinite and it's it's constant yeah i mean it's wow man I'm, I'm i feel like i i did something tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's you know my hope i i, I
1: said a prayer yeah. before i came down to do the show and my prayer was that i hope that um that uh, at the very least this would help um uh, people out there in the world to uh, understand me more but that as much as it could that i i hope that it would be able to help others understand themselves and to heal themselves and possibly uh, not have to uh, go about it the way that I did. Because as you'll see in the end, um, so much of, 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 of my my way was a real waste of my time. Mm. Um, oh, I think that's and, part, um, part of the
0: journey, right? Is Making those mistakes to learn and, you know. Well,
1: well it is. But I mean, we, we, we'll, we'll remember, uh, I'll, I'll write a little note about this and I'll say why it's really ultimately funny. Okay. Um, so, um, so I go, I do that third experience. I, I have this experience in my backyard. I'm just like, man, I'm like so connected. This is great. And then for a lot of reasons, I end up uh, having to do other things. I can't like go immediately. I don't have the money to do it, whatever. I don't remember, but I couldn't go back. And then at a certain point, you know, and my mom has still been talking to me every time she talks to me, she kind of puts a lot of doubt in my head. Hey, look, she's my mom. She's just trying to like, you know, she's, she's worrying about me or whatever. So she suggests I go to Peru to do ayahuasca. So I'm going to go there for seven days to do it for five, uh, five nights. And, um, and I'm out in the jungle, of the Amazon or whatever else. And uh, I am doing it for her. Like, like really just like, I want to get her off my back kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now what I was saying about the dual lessons, well, I never have a single psychedelic experience on the, ayahuasca while i'm in peru and the reason that i get from mother ayahuasca who i am now talking with which now from my last experience i cried in the realization that i have very much been on and connected with ayahuasca ever since i took it the first time Mm -hmm. and she has never left me and um and while i wasn't in this upper echelon place where you know you're having psychedelic experiences i was still very much connected to mother ayahuasca the entire time i was on the trip and i learned very much from it even though the main point of why I went on the trip and had no psychedelic experience was to teach me not to listen to my mother. Hmm. Um, it, it was something that, you know, like I was really excited, I, you know, because for me, I was literally like, well, you know, this isn't how I was comfortable doing it or whatever, but whatever. I'm going to go to Peru. I'll do the thing the way my mom wants me to do it. And uh, at the very least, I know I'm going to connect with Mother Ayahuasca. I love I love doing Ayahuasca. It's great. This is going to be great. And Mother, mother said, look, This was the only way I think I could make this point to you. Stop listening to your mom. Right. You were having a great relationship with me. You were doing everything fine. And you kept trying to tell her that she wasn't listening. You should have just been peace with it. Like, not like, oh, well, I guess I'll go fold and I'll do the thing that you want me to do to like and then and somewhere along the way my my shaman passed away the one who I was working with in Los Angeles so that oh, option wow. was off the table so it was like the window for me working with him and and anything was like and I could have done it a lot more times wow. if my mom hadn't started getting in my ear but it's not my mom's fault it's my fault right. that I listened and this was the lesson hey you got to stop right. got to stop doing that and then additionally though there was so many positive things that came from the right, answer, right, right. Which is the polarity of the thing hey Are you going to just or are you going to take the positive things you can get from the trip? I I had a lot of things. And one of the main things that I've got while I was there was a, a message from Mother Ayahuasca from um the uh scientist of the group christian who was uh, screamed at that science was bullshit on the last night of the thing which uh was I he thought a all- christian scientist no he was a, an engineer and yeah. christian i had a t- conversation <laughs> with him at the beginning of the trip i was very interested to see how he was going to feel about things by the end of it and it's right. funny he was he was talking with me by the end of it like knowing now he was like wow jesse he's like now that i have had this experience i i kind of know what you were Pointing to when we first began talking, right, right, right. And um, but it really touched me. You know, he called me, and he he's, he, he had an ayahuasca dream the night after we did ayahuasca the last time. And he said, "I don't know if this will mean anything to you." And I was like, "Of course it'll mean something to me." And like you're crazy. I'm freaking. I'm on. I'm open to all all it's that all sorts it, of craziness yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. And he says, "You were in my dream last night. And it was a you know really crazy ayahuasca dream." And she told me she you were there and you were dancing with this big beautiful snake on your shoulders. And you were, you know, and he knew that my shoulders were like, you know, some of my big, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and he said, Mother Ayahuasca told me that I'm with him and I'm going to be with him until he's healed. Don't you worry.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry.
1: When I say that it makes me want to cry, it made me want to cry when I was told at the time. It made me want to cry when I would think about it. And it made me cry even more when I connected to Mother Ayahuasca this weekend and i realized that wow she was more with me than i was giving myself credit for mm. and that there was nothing foolish about what i thought and nothing foolish about the experience i've been having which i've thought so many times and right. um, and that she was very much there with me and and um and uh you know i wasn't crazy
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah, but, um, Lisa says that's really cool, Jesse, which it is very cool.
1: But um, I uh, I came back from this trip, uh, you know, a little dissatisfied, but working and and processing, and I I I knew certain things, and I was trying to believe, you know, because basically, so so much of my message was, hey, man, part of this also is hone your inner voice. You you do talk to spirits, you hear from the other side, you're good at interpreting energy, mm-hmm. you're getting better at it do that you know you can figure this out on your own Mm -hmm. so i took that very much to heart and you know really for like the past bunch of years now because that was a few years ago i've been just Mm -hmm. sort of like ravenously trying to figure things out for myself and a big thing that i did figure out and i know was a thing was i knew i was dealing with this energy that was not my own and it was kicking my ass sometimes it was really just taking me off my game and taking my power away Mm -hmm. and what i've come to understand it was this, or it, there's a wonderful
0: What's up, Janet? polarity.
1: Hey, Janet. There's a wonderful polarity that we have in our society for relationships, mm-hmm. that a good relationship is good for all of society. Our parents want us to have a good relationship. Our friends want us to have a good relationship. Everybody wants everybody to have a good relationship, you know, and there's this pressure that's put on it through the, the, you know, marriage and so much Mm -hmm. of the the ritual that we put upon it Mm -hmm. that really hits people hard and takes away a lot of our free will Mm. once we engage in the process or at least it makes us feel Like we've given away a lot of our free will in the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, when a relationship is really meant to be, and that's the course, as is the case, I think, with my parents, you know, and I think there's a lot of people out there who are meant to be. It's a wonderful thing. But when a well-meaning man or woman goes into a relationship and comes to ultimately realize that they were afraid to face the truth, that the relationship wasn't right for them, that it wasn't right thing you know, it remains and staying in a relationship just because tradition Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. not the right answer because you're supposed to be doing things out of love. Everything is supposed to be out of love, a relationship. The sanctity of a relationship is it's coming from love. And basically I was told that I was brought here to heal this energetic vibration that was broken And really painful for a lot of people was killing a lot of married couples Mm -hmm. where they weren't happy, but they couldn't break up the relationship Mm -hmm. was killing a lot of individuals and relationships that they were not. They didn't honestly feel that they were right for.
0: Right,
1: And this this thing was very hard to to fix because the greatest people among us don't want to hurt people they love right right, right. and you know the, for me i broke up with wow. a girlfriend you know like a year ago and it was so damn hard less than that it was the hardest thing i like i like three seconds into it i was like oh my god if i knew it was gonna feel like this i wouldn't have done it uh like it, it just right, but like, then you would have building. then you would have
0: been staying in that relationship for exactly but I realized that that was way. why I stayed right. in the
1: relationship with my wife as long as I
0: right, had. Right, right, And
1: there was just so many things about it that just felt wrong to me. You know, it's like like, like, unless you have this, this or that, you're not allowed to break up a relationship or something.
0: Right. And of
1: course, you know, that's not true. You know, you you should be picking your relationships based on what feels right to you and is, is right to you. But basically, I, sis,
0: oh, sorry. What do you have to say? I just I think that there's a big misconception about what love is, you know, love, love, like you're saying there's, and this relates to everything we talk about language and words and power and the things that it has, you know Um, I think people have given a lot of power to the word love um, more so than the actual feeling of what it is. Yes. I mean, it's it's, yeah.
1: And this thing that it is, it's, it's, it's this energy. It's a shame energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt ashamed, you know, and when I broke up with my, my um wife, Patty, and um it, it, the reaction just wasn't the right reaction. I, you know, I, I won't get into details of what was said, you know, cause it, it was really like, not, they didn't mean to hurt me in what they said, but yeah. I, I definitely took it defensively and I really pushed them away. I realized now that I, I pushed them away because well, one things hadn't been going really great. I was trying to communicate with them and like make it better but it was it, it was kind of going bad my mm-hmm. mom felt very much like i was actively mad at them i kept telling them i'm not actively mad at you i swear i like i forgive you i'm like i just like i just keep getting wrapped up and wanting to talk about it and that right. uh, took me a while to like kind of put that away sure. um you know but when this happened the shame that welled up in me of breaking the family chain I'm the oldest son. I come from a family uh, that's—they're married. Their relationship, Patty's relationship, parents are together. Even though I think that maybe, you know, uh, the 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 two of them might be happier in another relationship. I've sometimes thought my parents might be happier in another relationship. Although Mm -hmm. I, I do believe that they've they've come past that time where i ever felt what, because there was a moment where i thought maybe they would be happier and like you know and i'm pretty dispassionate kind of when it comes to those things i think people should be happy and like you know you don't seem happy um but you know i do think my 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 parents are you know very meant to be but i see this energy i see this energy within society of not wanting to hurt our families not wanting to to ruin our credibility by uh not you can't get a relationship right huh son couldn't satisfy your woman like you know there's just so many things Mm -hmm. and and honestly there was a certain part of that in my relationship too because Mm -hmm. you know she wasn't as into into uh, lovemaking as i was that was always kind of the thing for our relationship and right. you know i now know that there are other people who maybe do match my energy for that a little bit and also i'm sure that patty's probably has increased since being out of just right. a high school relationship with me sure, you sure, know sure. so often like you know she she had been um, um you know physically um assaulted in, in some fashions mm. when she was younger you know and these things tend to make it so that you take your frustrations and you can put them into the physical because that's where your stress is hidden right. so when yeah. your stress comes up it's like oh well I don't want to be touched now, you right. know? So, so there were things, but I was a young kid. She was a young girl. And, you know, sure. we were really, you know, I just like basically couldn't find the right reason to break up kind of thing. Right. And so I pushed my family away during this time in a big, in a big fashion. Cause I was just like, I need to process this. And I processed it and processed it as much as I could. I really had to process all these things about myself in terms of um, things that I had done to guard myself because I was very sensitive and um, you know, Uh, hobbies, hobbies, keeping busy, uh, playing Mm -hmm. sports, being athletic, burning off energy. Mm -hmm. You know, when I stopped doing that because I was injured at 30, I don't know if I mentioned, I've mentioned before at 30, I realized I had chronic pain. That really urged on my spiritual journey with the the plant medicine because I was like, I need to get to the bottom of whatever energy. Because this is how it works, guys. You know, we talked about what came first the chicken or the egg. It's the idea for the chicken, the idea for the egg, right? That comes first. So the idea that turns into your broken arm. And it's really true. The idea that turns into a car accident, the idea that turns into your cancer. There are ideas in us, energies within us that will attract the calamity and when it's not there it doesn't happen because we live in a world of ideas and it's this ideation that comes from the energy forming in our bodies that needs something to satisfy it the same way our love needs something to satisfy it when yeah. we're satisfied it's hard with to world. understand
0: it's hard to understand but a lot of a lot of spiritual gurus they talk about that dis-ease yes they yes talk about how you know you these situations are created by energy and thought
1: Exactly. And that dis-ease is sort of calling out for something to match with. Mm -hmm. Your ease and love is calling out for a great movie to watch or a great person to hang out with or something fun to do or a great day at work. Your dis-ease is calling out for a car accident. It's calling out for cancer. It's calling out Mm -hmm. for a broken arm because this thing will help you exercise the lesson that you need to bring about the real healing to the part of you, and you know, this was something that I also inherently knew when I did that psilocybin the first time, and why I was digging deep into meditation because I knew I had had been hit by the car and I had played football and the cross and I had had right. a lot of head injuries, so I started meditating a lot because I saw that that was something that was better for better for you, and psilocybin is actually good for you like that. Right. So I was doing all these things, trying knowingly, trying to heal what was in what was damaged within me and i also was aware that there was a certain amount of things that are kind of blocked from you and Mm -hmm. some things i would be connected to or see and i would try to heal them without connecting to them too hard and my angels would tell me that you don't have to experience that the way your mom did like my mom experienced being burned at the stake and you know that was very scary Mm -hmm. Uh, and a couple other things were very frightening and i experienced them kind of vicariously like when she told me about them i experienced them as she told me about them wow and i was like wow
0: that was Like, like a past life thing for your mom
1: Yeah. And, and I didn't have to experience it like on that deep level like that, but it was like somebody walked over my grave. I'm like, I, I connect to this. Like I'm like part part of my difficulty is related to this is related to this sort of experience of people that I know and love being hurt. Mm -hmm. Things like this happening. This is a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, so like, there was a lot of things like that where I was able to kind of connect with some things lightly, but because of that, I also knew that, well, maybe there were some things. And because I was dealing with this thing that was like more than just me car- divorcing my family or whatever, I was carrying the energy for the whole. My family, all my family through the chain, the whole Snyder family, the Gargiulo family, and more, because we're all really connected, really, really connected. So it was, it's like a lot of the planet, you know, like a big chunk of the genetic code of people, and we're because the the way these elemental things work, like the energetic patterns work, is an energy. Oh, like an energy is formed when there is a lot of something. Um, Well, I guess it's just when there's one something, there's one something and then there's an energy pattern. But now that there's two, there's a larger energy pattern that governs them all. So there's more birds and more birds, more birds. There's a big energy pattern that's governing every single one of the birds. Right. Because that's the thing. God is just the big energy pattern who's governing every single thing there is in existence. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, through the ideation of the thing, I am part of the idea that is shameful to break up your family, shameful to be a a single father, shameful to not be able to send your wife money right now because you don't have the money, shameful not to be able to do this and that and the other thing, shameful mm-hmm. not to have a home, shameful you know to have to live in your car, shameful to do anything that 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 is beyond this sort of top tier of being the father, the caretaker, the, the man, you know, I had to come to this realization that my kids knew I loved them. Mm -hmm. My kids knew I loved them. And that was what mattered the most. And it's so Mm -hmm. funny as my mom has been connecting to her, her past and connecting with her mother who did a lot of things wrong. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, my mother has never not known for a second that her mother loves her and has never not loved my her mother so deeply has That's just great. always forgiven her mother for anything she did because right. she loved her mother and i believe i have that relationship with my kids they know they know how much i love them right. and that that i am here for them and i am doing the best i can and I think the best I can you is a lot better than my grand. grandmother. Um, but uh, even though my grandmother yeah. was a wonderful lady and she was doing the best she could. Sure, but sure. Um, So you we, know, got, I,
0: we got a comment here that's relevant. Uh, sure. uh, Lisa says uh, her body has nothing to do with her injuries, past life regressions. I think I understand what she's trying to say, Lisa, Well, let we, me say
1: to you, Lisa: yeah. all you have to do is connect to the idea. Uh, idea, you know, what is it that you're feeling? You know, try try to really just go deeply and meditate, and 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 what do you feel? That's you know, so when my mom was saying she was burnt at the stake, and that you know she was outside crying because she knew that her friends were inside being tortured and killed. And when she said that to me, I was,
0: I was you felt ooh, it. I felt yeah. it. You know, you when I watched, you definitely have course. a sensitivity that's like. Timeless it goes through dimensions of time. It's, 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 it's,
1: it's, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you when I found when I saw the movie Braveheart I remember when Robert the Bruce falls off the horse and he his helmet falls off and 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 Mel Gibson's character sees that his friend has betrayed him That stuck through me, mm-hmm. you know, and even though I couldn't remember and I and, and and like I said I've been told like there's no need for me to remember it would just sort of stir up old wounds I just had to forgive right and And basically I came to remember that, you know, I have been betrayed and it's why it hurts so badly when I was a teenager and I was in a friend group and everybody turned on me and uh, I never wanted to have groups of friends again. And then when my parents were trying to like sort of parent me, but like kind of like hard nose parent me, I, it made me run away because I I felt like a group was ganging up on me. again. So
0: all of the, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we're getting some really good feedback. Taylor said this earlier. Um, and, and I didn't put it up, but it's, it's, I think it's relevant to what you're saying now. Um, she's saying, my brother told me regret requires looking at an idealized version of the past. And for us to believe where we are now, we have to have gone through what we did. Yeah. You know, and which is basically, you know, what we always talk about, you know, all of these, th- everything that we've gone through makes up who we are. And there's a reason, you know, there's a reason for all these experiences that we have. And they're teaching us something.
1: Well, at the same time, though, I've always also intuitively known about the multiverse, which means there's a universe where I did get off my ass and do that thing. And there's a universe where I had the energy. But at the same time, I think I've come to realize that the multiverse is actually filled with us with different energy underneath us. Yeah, and that it's the energy a is frequency. Exactly.
0: It's a frequency. It's just, yeah. you know. So yeah.
1: um, so so where does that bring us? Um, I guess it brings me to my. <laughs> we haven't even, we haven't even gotten to the story, or well, this it, is really, this, so is awesome. really no, the sh- this is really this great. is really the I short this piece. Discussion. I figured we would go over just a little bit, but this I figured I would keep dude, it to dude. it an hour yeah, and a half or whatever is, is awesome. of whatever seemed natural. Um, so. I was able to, as I've talked about a little bit, really heal things with uh, my family. As I got a little bit of a handle on this energy myself, my brother Cody eventually reached out to me and connected a piece, which was very major for me that I I, I didn't feel like I could do myself, which was bringing my family together for a healing circle. And we got to come together this year and they helped me kind of process this energy because I, part of the shame of carrying this energy was feeling like your family wasn't going to love you anymore. Wasn't going to care about you anymore because you did the bad thing. You're a bad boy. You got a divorce, you know, and I literally processing the energy. I was I, pr- part of the energy that I was processing was I'm not a bad boy. I'm not a bad boy. I'm not a bad boy. So this was a few months ago. And, uh, you know, generally I've been feeling really good, but um, as of, um, as of late, you know, like I like things were like kind of going good. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, stirring all over again and kind of felt like I was losing my mind. And, you know, there were still like little pieces of my body that just like weren't feeling great. And, you know, and like my heart, you know, the blockage in my heart, I was feeling like I was trying to open it up in lots of different ways and doing things. And I do things all the time, but I tend to not really think much of the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the gifts of, of this past, like, you know, weekend was, okay. I think in the future, I'm going to feel like I've done something when i when i'm doing something and not like i'm a fool Oh, good and uh and i and that that was really important to me um,
0: i was going to talk about that earlier how you were saying these things about being in tune and how you're doing these tarot readings now and you're like i mean you are you are so in tune and and i'm and man tonight listening to you talk sometimes sometimes it's like hard to follow you but I, I'm like, listen, I'm like, man, we should be charging lots of money for this. This is like Jesse and the love guru. It's like, you know, all about love. This is great, man. I'm I'm so happy to hear where you're at. I can feel it. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. My, my girl, Julie, she, before I went into ceremony, she said to me, you know, she doesn't really understand these things, as I was saying. And she said to me, you know, I, I don't understand. There's nothing wrong with you. You're great. You're wonderful. You're sweet to everybody. You're just what I love. You're a big kid. Like I love you. I think you're the best. Like I mean, like I'm in love with you. Like you're you're just incredible. What 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 is? I don't understand really. Like what? Why you're doing this? And I don't remember what I said to her. But um, (laughs) good story. Well, I but it (laughs) it it, it relates to what happened in ceremony okay so i went in to do the thing and i i, I was actually going to have a friend here to maybe uh, talk a little bit and i guess this is why not because this was going to go go uh, longer than i thought to uh to maybe talk about some of his experiences to kind of back me up or whatever mm-hmm. uh i made a great friend there rudy uh shout out to rudy um he and i like just bonded immediately uh, so awesome. and he lives in venice he's not too far away so we're gonna be buds um so um Uh, long story short, you know, Cody loves this space, loves these people and and they are wonderful. They do a great space and I'm not going to get too much into like what they do and stuff because it would take Mm -hmm. a long time to explain. But, um, I took the medicine and, uh, you know, I asked for a strong dose and, um, I ended up taking the three cups that were offered throughout the night as strong as I could get it. Um, and I, I went, uh, you know, I was meditating and, it kicked in sooner than I imagined mm-hmm. and it kicked in and I was like, Oh cool. It's like, it is kicking in. Like, you know, sometimes I'd struggled with the medicine, like kicking in during the first cup and sometimes it didn't kick it into the right. second. But you, you were like, it's happening and this time. I'm like, yep, it's happening. First cup. And as soon as it kicks in, my left shoulder just heals. Just heals wow and it feels like like somebody lit a fuse and it's just sort of like wow it's like like the main thing that's been driving me nuts it's just like gone gone wow and i i start like blinking my eyes i'm like mother ayahuasca what is this real yeah like what like my process is you lead me to the water i drink it i poop like not you just miraculously heal me. Like, what, what is this? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's like, you're all better. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm all better. She's like, you're all better, baby. You've been all better. You're just really hard on yourself. And then I see myself in this sort of like white room. I'm not, it's not a room. It's just sort of like a white flat space and like out and it goes out in every direction. But like, it's like a, like the, it's like black faded black around you. So like you only like, you're only like in this like space, you're like you're not like in a big space. It feels like an intimate space. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to describe, but it just mm-hmm. sort of like, but it also at the same time, it just feels like it's just an open space. And she's like, yeah, what'd you come here to learn, baby? And I said, um, uh, to, um, how, what did I say? I said to, to heal myself, she said, You're healed. And she's like, I've been telling you you're healed. Like you just got to do some things. And you've been better about that. You're starting to do some things. and I am. I'm playing baseball. Julie's been a really good influence on I me, mean, like you know, because she's really athletic and she likes to play games and play sports and stuff. And I do too. So um, like, so I've been doing things, and she's like, She's like, You're doing things, you're healed, you're fine. Of course, there may be some psychological feeling or whatever, but it's gonna, it's gonna take moving around to realize mm-hmm. your wholeness. Right. And I've told you this a million times, you know, how come you don't listen? And I was like, I, yeah. uh huh." And she's like, and what else? And I'm like, "Um, you know, and, and at the time, actually, you know, like I, I forget what the other thing was. There was like a smaller thing. And it was, again, like a, I had the answer to it. And she was like, so what else are you looking for, man? <laughs>
0: Dude, and I and I mentioned me because, like, I tell you this stuff all the time. I'm
1: like, <laughs> well, it's so funny. So many people, <laughs> as I've been saying this to them, they keep saying to me, You know, I've been telling you this for a while now, right? And I'm like, I'm like, I know so many people are going to be so satisfied. That's what Aaron said. That oh my God, yeah, I'm like, like you, you know, really know what you need
0: to do, Jesse? You need to be Jesse. I said relax. that literally yeah. to you. I literally said that to you. So, so
1: so so what's what's said so it's said that um i'm um so i'm like okay you know uh, i don't have any oh that's what i say to her i say but like don't i have like bad energy in me or something like you know and she's like what bad energy and and i said like i don't know like the energy that's like blocking me or something and she's like sweetie what do you think about 24 hours a day. I'm like, good things, mostly. It's just like, so what do you think is in your... Is, what kind of energy do you think is in a body of a person who mostly thinks good things I mean, most of the all time? I talk
0: about is how love is, the, is everything.
1: <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I'm literally like... Mostly good things, I guess. Yeah,
0: mostly good things.
1: <laughs> and she's like, she's like, all good things. There's all good things in your body. So there's great. nothing bad in your body. That, I don't know why you think that there's anything bad in your body. There's nothing bad. And like, it makes me want to cry. Because I did, like, you know, I just, like, yeah, I just. Man. You know, like I went on a journey like when I realized that like, well, something was stopping me from being able to like really connect with the piece that I found immediately 10 years ago when I did, you know, psilocybin the first time. 10 years ago, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Peace. I got it. I'm yeah, going to yeah. fix everything. Sure. Uh, it's going to be like this all the time. <laughs> all right. Like,
0: well, um, I got to ask you something. This is totally unrelated. Sure. I've been thinking about this and I forgot to do it. Do you like this better? No, no, you like this better.
1: I like our our thing. Okay, I like our, I like our vibe I definitely don't it like that. Was, it was I don't like the big way, head
0: things better. It was just another way to set it up. So,
1: so, so here it is. You know, to, to wrap this up. You know, I got kind of antsy in the ceremony afterwards, even though I did learn a whole bunch of things, and I mean, I was there to help some people too. The person next to me was having a hard time. She thanked me many times for mm-hmm. holding some good space for her and just helping her feel like she could take it. And usually, they tell you don't touch them. You might absorb their energy. Whatever. I really am very strong on the medicine. You know, I, I saw her struggling. I put my hands on her back. I saw immediately it was helping her. She, mm-hmm. you know, she turned around. She grabbed my hand. She went, thank you so much. You know, wow. so like, so it was nice. You know, I was able to kind of be there in a uh, in a good capacity. I m- made some right. friends. I, I saw the space that they hold. I think I might get involved with them in their space in the future, possibly. Interesting. Um, And uh, so it was, it's funny because I was very much like, I'm never going to do this again. Uh, But then the next day I had two other experiences. I went home and uh, I connected late in the evening, um, you know, just the way I normally do. And when I went to go connect, like I did, I launched into a full ayahuasca experience. This time I asked for every specific place that I'd ever thought about in my body that was giving me pain. And I asked for different healing, you know, in each other thing. And I felt them moving around and heal me the whole time. It was, it was amazing. And um, I had a, a really long cry about my kids, about missing my kids, and and you know basically, Mother Ayahuasca just kind of patted my back and went, "It's okay, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay, right. you know, you love them and you miss right. them, and and you know you you feel like this and and let yeah. it out. And I know you can't always let it out, you know, and you and you probably couldn't have let it out so easy there in the ceremony with a, you know, with 20 people, but you can let it out here with me. And I was you know, crying and sobbing and whatever. Uh, and that was really nice. Uh, and there was some more things to it, but then the next day, uh, after I got my work done for the day, I, I went, um, for like an afternoon, like ceremony. Cause like, you know, i had had such a nice time the day before, uh, and I hadn't smoked leading up to the ceremony. So I was like, like really kind of clean and, uh, I had another one and this one was the one, I mean, like, was like the real, like the finisher, um, to the whole thing. Um, I cleared my aura and basically they showed me the thing that was bothering my heart. It was kind of like a piece of glass that had like stuck in my heart. And then it had been like hammered in like or a piece of steel. Mm-hmm. And they like, sort of like lifted it up for me. And then were like, take it out you know, like, like break it down. And they had me break down energetically every one of these auras. I I mean, every one of these things, which just looked like sort of spikes in my chest. I mean, spikes in all of my different auras. So, you know, like it was just like, literally just like a spike sticking in there and I would dissolve the edge of it. So I would dissolve here. And then all that would be left would be the thorn. So like I would dissolve it and I would like clean the area. So the aura was there and I would pop out the thorn and there would be a hole that I would see in my body. And then I would heal the hole after I got it away. The one that was in my solar plexus was the hardest one because they said there was a collective of fear that's sort of pressing against all of us. And it presses against our solar plexus and, I'm very sensitive, so I feel this (laughs) thing. And I literally had to kind of push it away after I blocked it away. I was like, you back off, man. And I undid all these things. When I finished undoing all my chakras like for my normal thing, uh, I was connect myself up to my 13th chakra, which I consider to be the the home of God, you know, or Mm -hmm. the God of this universe, whatever. I saw, um, you know, in my very vague vision that I tend to have, this man falling like, and I kind of understood it to be a higher part of myself falling from the top of my, my thing, like just ah, falling. And he was, but it wasn't like a man like me dressed in clothes. He was wrapped in an energetic hazmat suit, a blue energetic hazmat suit. And he was just falling towards my head. And when he got to my head, he got sucked into my head. And when he came into my body, I felt a renewed sort of wholeness in wow. my body. And uh, and I immediately did this like spontaneous ceremony with my, with my plant medicine to kind of lock it, it, it into me, lock that, that part of me into myself and, and, uh, and, and to understand that that was me and not like some other thing or anything else, but that was me. that was a higher part of myself that was joining with me and that I was meant to just sort of, you know, include it amongst myself from right. now on, that that was now, you know, that was now going to be yeah. my new existence. Yeah, 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 And, you know, as I said to this, um, you know, the room, you know, you always do share after you do the ayahuasca, which is like my favorite part to hear when people are really like honest and they do share. It's it's great to hear what the experiences are of some of these people. And, um, you know, I told them after I thanked my mom for the experience, because I wouldn't have been able to do it if she didn't pay for it. Because right now I'm like putting all my money to like plane flights for the kids. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I said, uh, I guess uh, I want to welcome you to the first day of the rest of my life. Because like, I've just been on this journey for a really long time of trying to heal myself. And I guess I just didn't know when to stop, even though like I have kind of gotten so many of these messages before, but I tend not to listen to myself exactly. right? And, um, and I just had the easiest night of doing ayahuasca that I've ever had in my life. I didn't poop. I didn't throw up. I didn't anything. I was definitely high on the medicine. I enjoyed the whole (laughs) night. I had a wonderful time but I mean, it sounds like a,
0: it sounds like a major major breakthrough dude and Yeah, uh, I mean she literally
1: just told me like what am I supposed to teach you like yeah. what what don't you understand that you're think, that you need I to think, know.
0: I think honestly what I'm what I'm getting what my guides are telling me is uh is that's exactly right. You 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 are meant to share this and, and, and guide people either not necessarily guide people to it, but what, how people understand, I think. is uh, Yeah. And what ayahuasca does, uh, you know, is, is, is good regardless, you know, I mean, forget the ayahuasca part. I mean, it's all about self-realization. It's all about becoming one with the oneness. It's all about all of these things. Right. So, I I just feel like I'm seeing I'm definitely seeing a nice renewed Jesse. I'm very happy to see you. Yeah, you like here, a new sure. man. And and actually we had a con- we had a comment earlier, Lisa. <laughs> it was funny because Lisa's like she says, "I know I'm supposed to learn something from you, Jesse. That's why I'm here." And then like you, you're talking and you're talking and then all of a sudden she's like. There it is. That's it. That's, that's the key. It. She whatever it was she was supposed to learn, she learned it. And and yeah. that's just that's just amazing. Like I, I do well, really feel like you articulate this stuff well. Uh Thank
1: you. I think there is a key to, you know, for me and I, you know, I don't know what there is to learn from it, but it's about peace. You know um, the thing that was driving my depression, you know, I understood on some level, you know, which is why I didn't really understand exactly that green was about my depression, but the song green that I wrote for black light district, um, mm-hmm. it's about envying the others around you, feeling like they have found inner peace and you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I searching feel that way so often. Yeah, searching for peace. And to basically be, I mean, I've been searching for peace my whole life, and plenty of my journey has been absolutely right. But you know, what I wanted to say, what I wrote down before, is like, you know, my my ex wife Patty, you know, she she would always be struggling to get out of the house and freaking out about it. And I would always say to her, Sweetie, how many times have you been freaking out about getting out of the house? And we get there on time anyway. We do. And most of the time that's what would happen. And I would say, and mm-hmm. see, you spend all that time worrying about the thing. All that
0: energy. Yeah, yeah. All
1: that energy that you wasted. And I literally like, I'm just like staring me in the face. I'm like, Jesse, all that time, mm-hmm. all that time wasting all that energy worrying that well, maybe I maybe it, maybe there's more. And maybe that maybe I don't have enough. And you know, I mean, look, man. I want to get it right. You know, I, I, I love my family so much that I want to be the best son and I want to be the best father and I want to be mm-hmm. the best brother and, uh, you know, sibling and, and, and best member of this community of planet earth community that I can be, you know, that I want to use my, my mind and my heart and, you know, my, my talents for good. And the idea that I wasn't doing that killed me. 'Cause because mm-hmm. I burst into this world with that intention. And when I became conscious that my uh actual execution of my existence was not exactly checking all those boxes, mm-hmm. I I became mortified about it. Right. So, but you know, I trust Mother Ayahuasca. I've been working with her a long time, you know, yeah, like, and I really feel like now like she never left me as I knew she didn't at yeah. some level. And um, you know. And I think I'm just going to be trusting myself a lot more uh, in the future. And well, I feel breakthrough. So it's all. Awesome. I feel like I'm at peace. I feel like I have well, been given You know the what? Gift I, to so,
0: so I'm thinking that, and and I feel this for me too. And I think this is why we get along so well. And kind of where we where we are similar, um, you know, because we are very different. But where we are similar is that same kind of thing, like trying to seek peace and being like, how do I seek peace? I see other people. I feel like they have it, but really. Our purpose is to give peace because we are at peace and we are peace.
1: Yes. Yes. That's the thing. And, you know, Angela very sweetly said, uh, you are about as negative as a care bear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your energy has helped me from across the country. You know, and Angela is just one of many people who I have, I know I've been there for them in just a I I do this because I know that it is within my power to do it. I see yeah. how, what an effect it has on people. Sure. But when people come to me and I see them say something that's a little negative about themselves or whatever, I just always give people some, oh you my know, God! And remember always. and give them some, you know, positive yeah. kind of reinforcement. And I do that all the time and it is true. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that was so much of, you know, I I, I thank I got to thank Julie for saying what she said, you know, to me the day before, because I think it was that anchor when mother ayahuasca was like, you're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. I was like, Julie just said that to me.
0: <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 and she's like, yeah, she's right. This is, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. But, you know, but, and, and, I was you like, know okay. and that's all right too. There's, and there's nothing wrong with feeling like I think something's wrong with me and, and trying to figure it out. And then, yeah, because then eventually, look at what happens. You figure it yeah. out. And how awesome. And I mean, is it?
1: to some degree, there were things wrong with me, you know, at times, right. uh, but, but to
0: alarm. And to there a still will degree, be.
1: Yeah. But to a large degree, and, I, and this is really the, the lesson that I want to give to everybody, to a really large degree, I was awoken the moment I became conscious. Yeah. I, that's why this is the live stream of consciousness. On that day, I took those mushrooms. And for me, it was that. For other people, it can be meditation. And there's a lot of different ways to, to get there. But for me, it was that experience. And I became conscious. Consciousness made me grateful gratitude made me want to get it right my desire to get it right has has driven me the rest of the way i could have also felt just great about it the whole time and not beat myself up about it the whole time i could have recognized what i did know which was i i I knew that I was good and I wanted to be good. And I saw what the path to being better was. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be that better. I was going to understand the way this world works. So I could be that person. I was going to, I was on that path. So at that point, why am I yelling at myself anymore? I can't believe, you know, like now I'm like, oh, you know, like, like, I'm like, I spent 10 years being a douche to myself. And I hope that all of you guys at home can maybe, Spend, you know, the next like, you know, <laughs> to, yeah, spend the next like whatever time of your life that you're trying to pursue conscious behavior. You're here. You're, you're trying to listen to me and, and Michael talk about these things. You're conscious. Yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 and try to get to the heart of that consciousness, the gratitude, because mm-hmm. it, it is about gratitude. It's when it, consciousness is when you become grateful for the fact that there are these infinite things and they're all part of you and they can all be a part of you in the right yeah. way. If you just get yourself together and. Yeah don't block yourself from the joy of that that comes immediately. And you know what? I did have some joy that came immediately from that initial uh, psilocybin experience. And, And honestly, it was my body pain that ultimately was the thing that drove me really mad and stopped me from feeling like I could get over it. And that was, I guess, the lingering thing that was keeping me in this stage of just kind of looking at it because it wasn't exactly gone. But on some level, I knew for a long time that all I had to do was work. That had been my message from ayahuasca when I had done it previously, and nothing had changed in the past bunch of years. She's like, Yeah, I told you to play sports three years ago. What, do you, what you what are you doing? <laughs> like, go go play some football. Have a nice time. You'll 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 love yourself. Listen to great. your mother. Yeah, listen to your mother, goddamn it. Listen to your mother, ayahuasca. <laughs> so, um,
0: so so that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to say, like, that is uh, the ayahuasca episode. Yeah, you know, we, we <laughs> the ayahuasca episode. So so we talk about love a lot, and and, uh, and you know, initially we started this as love is law. And and it really is everything and, and expressing love and trying to spread love. But I want to say, and, and it's just another word that you got to add into the equation because it's it's the key. Oh and that is ooh, Michael, what do you got for me? Self-love. Yes. In order to to understand love and, and what I said before about how we have this kind of wrong idea about love is love and you know, oh, I need to be in a relationship and all of these things love starts with self-love you can't be in a relationship until you love yourself it's it's impossible yes it's you know true I mean? and that, really, that's the, that's the the relationship
1: is <laughs> you, your relationship you, with yourself yeah, so often I say something and I kind of mean another thing. And this is one of those instances where you uh, pull the other thing that I meant right out of the uh, basket, you know, and really what I meant when I was saying, when I said about my appreciation for Julie, um, what she allowed me to connect to was self-love mm-hmm. because there was another person who said, You're good to everybody, you're a sweet guy. Yes. You know, it, it was just a few things Thank that she really. said in that I don't understand why this is. And she just listed a few, you know, tenets of my personality that she saw that were in her mind the best they could be. Um, right. you know, and 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 seeing that and being told that by the spirits, it was like, it was like m- the magic is saying this to me. And the physical world just said had, has just said the same thing to me, and That's and mean. there and there have been other messages like this as well. And I have to link up. You know, the last thing I'll say because it's just kind of a, cute a great little, episode. Little, I love little it. story um, to to close us out. And uh, you know, and I'll and I'll say first before I wrap this wrap up with this little anecdote. Uh, thank you to Angela Taylor, Lisa at Leaping Games. You know everybody who's in uh, McKenzie. Love to see you in here and all the people who are just watching and checking it out. We'll you have introduced me Word.
0: to a lot of real, the, all a lot of the people who watch our show have reached out to me and and we've become friends and and it's real man the energy it's it's the connected energy you know it's 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 real we have
1: we have lovely people what can i say yeah, we, do. I, I, we we attract a lovely bunch we uh because we are a lovely bunch um and um uh, yeah, guys, so thank you so much for participating in this conversation. I'm kind of going to go back in and actually like, look at some of the things that were said because some of it was like going by before I could get a chance to read things and whatnot. But uh, I love you. I love you for uh, for watching. Thank you for everybody on Twitch, anybody who donated to the Rams Network. Thank you for ho- being, uh, us being hosted on the Rams Network. Me and Michael are going to be uh, working on getting our promotion thing going with them pretty good, uh, crack-a-lacking. Uh, and, um, and yeah, what's uh, – oh, and thank you, Michael, for producing our show. Oh, uh, getting this my stuff pleasure. Out. I love that. And, and, and for and- us sitting back today and let me uh, you know talk about yeah. this I, I did think ultimately it would be good medicine for everybody so when i heard you
0: saying "Ooh, i'm like getting things from this i felt i was like all right cool i felt good about you know Absolutely. doing it and and by the way this is you know you were talking about doing things that are you're supposed to be doing this is one of them yeah well thank you
1: very much and so the last thing i'll say is um you know I, i'm a divorced father of four and um I've been a little brokenhearted, and uh, you know about many different things—friends and friends groups and girlfriends and things—and over time, I really closed my heart down in a lot of ways. But I've been opening it up, and in some fashions, uh, you know, my my my, my new girlfriend, Julie—I mean, she she is just what a top-notch uh, human being she is. Um, but uh, you know I feel a little closed um, to her in some fashions, and and uh, I asked Mother Ayahuasca about it um, while I was sitting there, and literally like a moment after I asked her, the couple who was in ceremony with me, a couple, they got two kids, they own like a cycling place. They start playing a song because he has, he plays guitar and, and he had talked with them the day before. And like, so he plays this song about relationships and, um, and the, the chorus of the song was every day. I love her just a little bit more every day. I love her just a little bit more every day. I love her just a little bit more. And she loves me just the same and Julie has like from the start just sort of been like you'll do <laughs> like I'll take I'll take one <laughs> you know like sold <laughs> you know she's she's a Jesse fan <laughs> she's like really head over here in love with me she's just like That's yes awesome you're the best. I I, I win. <laughs> like, and it's That's very awesome. it's very sweet. And I tend to be like such an intellectual, like, and I like I tend not to think in like those terms. I'm like, oh, well, you know, like there's there's a million fish, you know, people will look different right, right, ways right, right. And nobody's the most anything. And you know, like so, like I've like a real like sort of weird practice. But I mean part of that comes from also being heartbroken, I realize, you know, mm-hmm. over time and things like mm-hmm. this, like not necessarily like working out or whatever. But I realized, you know, like every time I see her, you know, there was this thing I said about Like, I I love her a little more every time I see her. And it's really true. And like, I literally, I stopped thinking, I like, I I asked the question of whether I was good every time I see my baby, I love her a little more. Every time I see her, I love her a little more and she loves me just the same. And it just really like, you know, hit me that, you know, like maybe a piece with it. I was like, Uh well, you know, uh, you know, I'm having a great time. And every time I see her, I love her a little bit more and she loves me just the same. She was already there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and who can beat, who could beat that? Yeah. You know, who's complaining about that? That's awesome. So that was like one of my one of my my other like you know wonderful little realizations this time on on Ayah. But um, but it's great, you know. And if anybody ever um, has any questions or things, you know, about these things, and and I should say this more often, but I am open to a nice message. You know, just write me a nice message. Don't do the thing where you go, hey. Don't give me a hey. And try to like corner me live on the thing and go back and forth. I, I don't do that, please. I only have so much time, but like, if I can do the message and I can make time to like have a conversation about something and stuff, I'm always really happy to do that. And I do that with people with, you know, yeah, with everybody. you're a pretty cool guy. You know, Angela asked me for, you know, lots of advice here, there when she needs, you know, the, the right thing. But I mean, you know, and yes, granted, no, as, you can DM as, as these it. things grow, it'll probably be a little bit harder for me to do it. But of course I will try to, uh, to get back to people when I can, um, you know, with, um, whatever guidance uh, I can, if you don't feel comfortable, um, putting it up here, but I urge you in the future, um, you know, if you got things to talk about, especially towards the beginning of the show, um, you know, I would love for you guys to throw out into, uh, you know, the playing field for me and Michael, what you're dealing with, you know, me and Michael have both, we've, we've lived a lot of life and we, we've, uh, you know, uh come in with a lot of innate knowledge, thankfully, and then we've really uh refined it over time trying to understand what we knew <laughs> and in some cases really like beat ourselves up for no good reason learning. And some stuff we don't know. Yeah, and some stuff we don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I think most people can, you know, I don't say that, you know, to a certain degree it's like we know everything. You, you do know everything right. because Everything is very simple and there are details and stuff to, to stuff. But when you really start to get down to the, to, to how it works, it does become a little simple. And I, and I do find that, that largely I don't have a lot of people that come to me and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to say to this person. I mean, sometimes it happens, you know, we're just like, I just don't want to hurt them in a fragile state or something like that. But, you know, largely I, I, I can usually see a little bit of the perspective that they may be missing, because that, that that's it. It's it, life is about perspective, mm-hmm. and when you find someone who you can trust, who you want to ask a little perspective for, and also you know if if you're somebody who's into readings, you know I do card readings as he says. You know, hit me up and you know I'll get you on the schedule and I'll do a card reading for you. That could be very helpful. And you know it's I'm always you know once I see what is clicking and what is under you know what's being understood from the the reading, you know. I could I I always try to give some some good direction in terms of you know what you can learn from this or how you can take this through so you know that's something too if you ever want to spend a little bit more time with me you know working out these things but um you know we certainly have some uh, some things to offer from from this uh, understanding you know I, I guess there is one last thing to say and it's just a quick thing but you know there's this mis- this the illusion left. yeah but there's this illusion that we have I think sometimes that like it never ends. That the the learning never ends. It says, "Well, you're growing forever." And yeah, that's true. But the the octave changes. The 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 thing changes. Right now, we're in an octave where we're growing, and it's painful. Mm-hmm. Now I'm entering into the new version. I'm still growing it's just not I heard painful. Your voice crack a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still growing. It's just not painful anymore. And that's the shift that we want to make. As soon as we become conscious, that's when we really have been given permission to stop making it painful on ourselves. Right. It no longer has to be painful if we're trying to consciously do a better job right. and, and, and learn. Ooh, and, uh, you know, that's, like that. that's the, like that's that. the real thing there. You, know, you so. look
0: forward to that pain the next time. Cause you know, you're going to grow from it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're getting the right perspective on that. Of of course, you know, problems are going to manifest and whatever and learning from them the right way, but being able to react to them. Okay. Like I forgot there was something that, that happened uh, the other day and I was so proud of myself, how I reacted to it. Um, Oh, I, I played at my second baseball game. I was warming up. I went to go sprint. I pulled my quad muscle like pretty bad it still hurts Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean i'm gonna be fine though and i Mm -hmm. didn't panic i just immediately went ah that's a good lesson for you man you haven't done this in a while you got to be a little bit more careful with that like i swear i didn't get upset i was literally just like uh ha. -ha." you Know that's a good that's one, perfect. buddy. Like, you know, if you didn't learn this lesson like this, you probably wouldn't have taken it seriously. But look, you really kind of how,
0: how what an amazing way to go. I feel like I've gone through most of my life that way. People never understood like why I don't get upset at things, you know what because I mean? That's
1: that's the answer. That's the way to do it. And that's what I say when I say that you and I, and you and I are different, so we've had different ones, you know, there's different ways that are innate knowing from from caring about. This path, you know, caring about the, the path of righteousness, you know, has brought forth in us each unique kind of skills and perspective that mm-hmm. a lot of other people don't have. But thank God, you know, we we get to carry them naturally and just like really just, oh, I always just did it like that because I don't know why, um, you know, and then eventually one day you're like, oh, well, now I see why there really is a method to my madness there, you know, and that's the wonderful thing. Of, and why sometimes people follow gurus or follow a sports athlete who's doing who's just he just seems to be able to be doing it right. Right. You know, what is he doing? I want to know what he's doing, you know? And there's some, some things that, you know, that, 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 uh, can't be, can't be taught just like, you know, just like that. They, they do come in uh, innate and, um, you know, and then you want to deal with those people and suck in their vibrations and their brains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, oh, great um, show, dude. Great. yeah great. I, I, oh, thank you so much for joining us for another fabulous live stream of consciousness. Yeah, thank, thank you, everybody Michael, for giving me the floor. And um, you know, we're going to be like announcing next week, a calendar for the show. And um, you know, so that every week when we finish up the show, we can be like, we're doing this, we're talking about this, whatever it might be. And I think we're going to probably have a little what bit of next mix- week for exactly. <laughs> and I think we're going to have a little bit of a mix of a, uh, um uh, guests and, topics that that would be really fun to tackle uh and me and michael are about to uh, have a little powwow talk about it after we get off here but uh, thank you so much for um joining us for this show and uh, and hearing Great. this uh, my story of uh, of the medicine path and i hope that it's um you know illuminated you to what this what this really means and, and and what i've meant when i've said that you know i'm a plant medicine man and i, I work with plants and uh, i try to try to grow myself with the experience
0: yeah love you all We love you. Bye-bye.